Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on how both investors and business owners should think about diversity and inclusion and how diversity and inclusion can impact financial performance. Joining me here on the line for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Amantia Muhadini, Sustainable Investing Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Amantia, welcome back. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Um, great, great to be able to join. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So on a global scale, profound social and economic change has materialized over the past decade. So Amantia, what in your view has been driving this change and what has the scope of impact consisted of? Sure. So we, you know, we have talked a lot on this podcast and, and uh, many people are, are still discussing the impact of COVID-19 on our lives, our economies, and our markets. Um, And um, obviously, this is the conversation topic as we're still navigating this new world we found ourselves in. So so in many ways, um, COVID-19 has uh, driven and accelerated a set of trends across multiple themes, including the way that our society is organized and what we pay attention to, what we find important. Um, in addition to COVID-19, and perhaps related or accelerated by it, um, last year in particular, we saw a lot of social unrest and significant protests in the U.S. and in countries around the world with, uh, you know, people taking the streets and, and demanding and asking for racial equity and, and equality as well in society. So we saw this this call for action last summer, but it very much wasn't just a phenomenon that happened in a vacuum or or in a bubble or for the first time by any means. Um, On the contrary, uh, we think that as our society has becoming more more diverse over time, uh, we've experienced this buildup over time of these issues increasing in importance and in relevance. And, you know, just being a little more specific there, as we're observing the societal change, um, what we're seeing is the the development really of, of four key drivers that are making um, the topics of diversity, equity, and equality increasingly relevant um, to to our markets and to companies, uh, which is very much the focus of our conversation. So one of these changes and that has transformed driver is uh, what I mentioned earlier, this um, this changing um, societal mind shift that is coming as a result in populations and changing generations. Um, we already know, for example, that the millennial and Generation Z, Gen Z populations are more diverse than ever, and particularly more diverse than the boomer uh, generation in terms of race and ethnicity. We also know that they have very strong preferences relative to other generations um, for companies that are more diverse or for companies that are generally more sustainable across a variety of different uh, metrics. So that's one changing indicator and, and key t- uh, trend here. Um, another one is that, uh, and connected to it, we're seeing stakeholder pressure on companies increase, um, and, and stakeholder pressure is coming both from consumers as well as it's coming from regulators who are asking of companies to disclose at a minimum, um, you know, whether they are creating equitable work- workforces. So one example of this is the UK in 2019 requiring companies to disclose their gender pay gaps. 
Um, another one is the SEC last year introducing new human capital disclosures uh, for companies um, listed on the, on the U.S. exchanges. And these are just two of these examples. Um, a third driver and change here is that um, we're seeing increasingly uh, a building body of academic and, and real-world evidence um, that is pointing to the fact that a more inclusive and, and, and equal society across different dimensions brings economic benefits in terms of potential uh, growth uh, that can be achieved uh, if if everyone is included in, in the economy and uh, has equal opportunities uh, to success and to a good life. And then finally, you know, we're also seeing kind of bringing it back again to companies and, and our investment and business case here, we're seeing growing evidence of the benefits um, of companies themselves promoting diversity, promoting more inclusive workforces. Um, one one data point here, one specific example is uh, that we know from from BCG research, for example, that companies that have above average diversity uh, are delivering also above average innovation related revenue. With them delivering 45% more innovation related revenue than companies that have below average diversity. So again, this is just being one example of how these shifting trends I'm outlining so far are really uh, coming back in a way to, to, to benefiting companies that, that um, are, are riding this wave of change and are, are, you know, seeing where the world is going. Well, thank you, Amantia, for hitting on those driving factors for us. Now, I know you recently authored a blog. It talks about the case for diversity and inclusion through the viewpoints of both business owners as well as investors. So perhaps we can dig into that a bit. Prior podcasts, we have spoken about the fourth industrial revolution and the variety of associated opportunities that exist for investors. So, Amatia, how should investors think about diversity and inclusion in the context of investment selection, and why is it so important to do so? Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, this blog was very much uh, a way for us to, to tie together a lot of our research around both the commercial case for diversity and inclusion uh, and why it matters to business owners, or, or in a way at a micro level, at a company level, as well as the investment case. Um, why does it matter for investors, as you say? Um, so, you know, as, as it's been discussed before on the podcast, the, the fourth industrial revolution, so-called, will consist of structural changes in our society that are driven by new technologies. I mean, examples include uh, increased use of automation, of robotics, of artificial intelligence, and increased use and proliferation of, of big data. Now, our success uh, societally and, and the success of, of economies and companies really hinges on how we're able to use these technologies. And if we take the perspective um, that investors take of how do I think of companies that are best positioned um, here to benefit from this changing society, really is where diversity becomes a key element here. Um, as the world is changing, it's becoming more complex, and we're seeing shifts in labor markets. We're also seeing shifts in in consumer preferences. It will be important and, and really, I'd say, critical for companies to be able to, to adjust and for them to stay innovative. And as I mentioned earlier, we have evidence uh, th that correlates the level of diversity in a company with higher levels of innovation, in particular in knowledge-based industries. 
So again, from an investor perspective, what this means is that looking for companies that are relatively more diverse or companies that are, that are better managing um, the sort of diversity by creating more inclusive work environments uh, so that the diversity that they have can actually you know, contribute and, and uh, add, add value and make the company more innovative. Um, are those those are the companies that that we should potentially be paying attention to in addition to you know everything else that we look for uh, as we look for these longer term investment trends and themes. Okay, so that covers investors now from the perspective of company or a business owner. Amantia, how does the incorporation of diversity and inclusion into practice positively favor financial performance? So in some ways, that's um, the other side of the same coin. coin that we're discussing. Um, and I'd say we, we have uh, summarized uh, the key benefits uh, of, of the commercial case for diversity from a business perspective into three main points. So the first one is as labor markets are changing, as we've been discussing, in particular driven by these new technologies that are coming into play, uh, we will see shifts in what companies uh, need, you know, how they need to structure their labor forces. And in this environment, it will become particularly important for business owners to be able to hire truly the best person for any job and not just hire them and, you know, find them and hire them, but also be able to retain them uh, and enable them to contribute productively. And so this means, uh, you know, making sure that prejudice does not, based on any kind of diversity or any factor, does not hinder this ability to find and hire the best person for the job. Um, and so, so this is one of the key elements that we see as part of this business case. A second reason, and really here we're doubling down on this research, um, we find that diversity and inclusion, as I mentioned, is driving additional innovation. And this will really be key to success as we're seeing this shifting market and consumer dynamics. And so, again, drawing from that first case, we, uh, business owners should be able to, to hire everyone, you know, that the, everyone they need without prejudice coming in the way uh, because this will potentially help um, their companies to innovate. And then finally, what we're seeing uh, are, you know, significant shifting consumer preferences. And these shifting consumer preferences uh, that are driven by younger generations um, are creating market access opportunities for more inclusive, inclusive companies and should um, do the same you know, moving forward. And so again, from, from an individual business owner perspective or company perspective, being prepared uh, for this shifting market in order to take advantage of these market access opportunities uh, will become important. Well, Amantia, you've left us with a lot to consider and I'm sure the conversation will continue. Though before we close out, any final thoughts, takeaways for our listeners, our clients, any points that you really want to hit home? Well, I mean, we, we just had a, a quick conversation about a, a topic that has a lot of long-standing research behind it. And so really, I would recommend our listeners to take a look at our research, both on the business case for diversity and inclusion, as well as on the investment case. Um, another point that I would I would note is that we are when it comes to diversity and equality, we really think that this is not just a trend. We think that this is a longer term investment team and one that is here to stay for some time. And because of the four 
um, key drivers that I outlined at the beginning of our conversation. And so when it comes to how should investors think about investing, you know, identifying these companies, um, we would recommend them to invest in well-diversified portfolios of companies that are demonstrating strong diversity, equity, and inclusion policies and practices across a wide range of diversity metrics, you know, from gender to race and ethnicity to just a better, you know, human capital um, uh, development policies and so forth. In addition, we, I would say that um, as the data is becoming more available on these topics, increasingly in the future, we expect that investors will be better able to uh, use company disclosures as well as uh, third-party data to be able to differentiate between the companies that are better prepared for the societal change and those that will have some catching up to do. To that point, Amantia, we do encourage our clients listening and especially to perhaps have a follow-up conversation with their financial advisor to learn more about the opportunities that exist and how to participate. Though it sounds like a lot of progress has been made on this front, though there is, of course, still more progress to be realized. So this theme is one we'll continue to follow very closely. Amantia, thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast today. Appreciate your time and insights as always. Thank you, Dan. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Amantia. And again, today we've been joined by Amantia Muhadini, Sustainable Investing Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. As a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including the recent blog that ties right into our conversation today, the case for diversity and inclusion, the commercial and investment view. So for clients of UBS, as mentioned, uh, please be sure to contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more about today's topic or receive a copy of this blog directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.